Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hey, community, before we get into today's episode, let's check in with Sheldon about that welcome back party for Mobile Tech 2022. Hey, Sheldon. Hey, thanks for checking in. I want to make sure everyone's aware that Thursday night after education at MTE, we're going to be having our first ever Orlando welcome back party. Uh, That includes, of course, for MTE, free beer. So make sure uh, you come see us. Uh, We will be hanging out right outside the expo hall and kind of where education's at. We'll have free tickets. We'll have a cash bar for hard alcohol, but free beer for those that want to partake. So come hang out, share a pint, and uh, we'll all be there just celebrating being back together face-to-face. Oh, I'm excited about that. So, hey, everybody get out to Mobile Tech 2022. And when you register at mobiletechexpo.com, use discount code PINTS if you like to save 15% off your registration. All right, Sheldon, thanks so much, man. Yep, talk to you soon. Hi, welcome to the Pines of Polishing Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill. I'm your guide as we journey through the car care industry. You can find me on most platforms, HyperClean Store. Best way to get in touch, though, go to Facebook groups and search HyperClean Specialist or shoot us a text direct, 918-800-1188. And this is the Community Pub, and we're diving in this week to Blue Moon, which is a uh, fan favorite over here in my household. It's actually how me and my girlfriend met. Uh, we, we both enjoy Blue Moons together, and that's our beer of choice that we always drink. So... Blue Moon's a big fan here for us. We love it. What about you, Dustin? What are you drinking tonight? Uh, man, I st- I, so I do have Blue Moon, and I've got the original Blue Moon out in the truck, but I found this, a Blue Moon Haze. Uh, hazy, juicy, pale ale. So pretty good. It, it's very similar. I'm a big Blue Moon fan as well. Uh, so I, I scooped this up really good. Uh, only 5.7 as well, so. We're not yeah. returning anything we didn't steal this week. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you? I I'm not a huge pale ale fan, but I love. I do like the Citra IPAs. When I drank that one, uh, yeah, I tasted that. I tasted definitely the pale ale in it. It seemed like they tried to cover it up with some citrus. I don't know. Do you like it? Uh, yeah, I I like it, but uh, I, I'm the same way. I'm not crazy about pale ales neither. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big Pilsner guy. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. I like it. Miller Lite. That a boy. No. <laughs> no. No. Why? It's, it's got. No. I, I've got to be desperate, man. Uh, bring you me the bush. <laughs> yeah, but there's better Pilsners out there. What bush latte? Yeah. Like if bush I'm gonna drink, la- yes. That's a monster. If I'm drinking. Yeah. If I'm drinking a shitty beer, it's gonna be Bush all day. Like, like that's a perfect lake beer, is Bush, man. Have you guys ever heard Get of Big Eye? What's that? Big Eye is one of those cheap beers, but it's like a a real low brand. <laughs> you, you might not I've always never find heard it at the liquor store, but if you do, <laughs> it's gonna be on the shelf bottom, you know, and it's gonna be out in the you know kind of the random place where not many people get it, but. It's a pretty decent cheap beer. That's Pilsner. Lucas, uh, welcome to the community pub, man. How's it going? Good. 
going great going great enjoying a nice uh cold beer yeah you me drinking too. Tonight? i am drinking uh uh the assigned beer of blue moon belgian white oh nice yeah been a long time listener and i've been wanting to come on but uh, i didn't have a computer until last week to head a webcam so merry christmas merry christmas <laughs> yeah putting it to use then huh yes sir cool do you normally drink blue moon I do not. This is actually the first time I've ever had the, I've had it on, on draft, but I've never had the Belgian white before. I don't know if that's like the normal one or winter one or what. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's normal. yeah. It tastes a little different than on draft, but not bad. Sippable. Yeah. Draft's always a little better, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm spoiled because I, I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So within 30 minutes of me, I got 300 something breweries with all kinds of delicious beers and, 300 breweries yeah it's something some stupid number we got the most bars and breweries per capita in the united states because it's beer city usa so we i've got founders 10 minutes down the road from my house and i'm uh i i go there more than i probably should but yeah i'm a fan of uh dirty bastard dirty bastard some good shit uh i if i'm just kind of chilling outside in the summer i like the uh their light one i forgot the name of it. it's like the golden uh, I can't remember the name of it, but Nitro Rubeus is also. Yeah, they have that. Yeah, you're right. It's like a raspberry. Yeah, it's like a ras. It tastes like a raspberry cream soda to me, but it's not mm-hmm. as sweet as like a as a milkshake. Yeah, it, it's pretty delicious. You're right. It's a great summer beer, also. So tell us about your business. My business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a one man operation. I got a thousand square foot shop in Grand Rapids. Uh, I opened. May of last year or May of 21. I was mobile for about a year and a half before that. And I went full time over the winter last year. And then, uh, yeah, the, the, this last spring, I decided that mobile in the winter in Michigan was not for me. So I invested in the shop and instead of investing in a van and all that crap. So here we are. Yeah, good decision. Oh, yeah. Best decision I've ever made. Nice. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dustin also is a one-man guy. That's cool. right. Yeah. Uh, Brandon right. from Shawshank, right? Solo. Derek from DJD, solo. Yep. yep. quite a few solo guys here. Yeah. Try not to be, but still solo. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. I got my, bro- got my brother helping me sometimes, but uh, yeah, I don't have any employees. I wish I could have my brother. He's amazing. <laughs> hey, same boat here. I got two brothers, and they both are really good at it, but they both got uh, ones in school, ones in college. So they help me when they got time and when – I mean, I always got something for them to do, but yeah, they, they got other stuff going on right now. Yeah. What's your overall goal, Lucas? What are you trying to do? Um, my overall goal is to be something scaled uh, – I don't want to be the guy that's because my problem is I like doing everything. So I don't want to be the guy who's doesn't do interiors anymore. I love doing corrections and coatings. I'll do those all day because they print money. But I, you know, every now and then I like the the greasy interiors or the moldy ones. So I, I, I want to scale something big where I can maybe have a couple guys doing, you know, dealership accounts and then interiors in the back here. And then I could do coatings and corrections over here do a little bit more in my office upstairs with marketing and stuff so five-year goal want to be 
building out a shop hopefully in five years but for now i want to just grow as much as i can in the space i have and then yeah right on how old are you i am 25 just turned 25 last month congratulations man 25 and having a business and rolling along man that's awesome yeah my only regret is not doing it five years ago <laughs> better late than never though that's what we always say mm-hmm oh. Dave, man, good to see you. It's been a little bit. How's the holidays? Good. Good to see you guys, too. Holidays were, were really good so far. Oh. Ain't over yet. No. Ain't over yet. How about got you? got that big one coming up. Man, we've had, a yeah. good, uh, we've had a good holiday season here, too, ourselves. So we took a little trip last week, went skiing. Well, some started skiing, then we switched into boarding and uh i snowboarded all three days had a blast taught a couple kids how to snowboard my girlfriend's son and then daughter and had a great time yeah nice uh, yeah our christmas was pretty quiet a lot of family stuff going on that was pretty cool yeah just landed a big a big deal at, you know with my job got uh got tw 20 vans to uh i do the handicap accessible stuff on the side of detail right so i've uh, <clears throat> got a, a company that wanted me to do these these installs on like a gurney they put a, a transport patients in these vans and the kit that accepts the gurney inside the van i got 20 installs to do for those guys wow. so that's going to carry yeah that's big deal for me that's going to carry me through till springtime yeah, so that's pretty awesome. Twenty of them—that's a lot. Yeah, that's just uh, that's just till the end of January into February, and they'll probably buy. They've been buying about fifty vans a year, so hopefully that keeps on going. Holy shit! Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I Chris, can. Man, I can good put, to see you. I can put put some detail stuff, you know, with them vans too. So, there you do go. it all. Good to see I like you guys. It. Hey, Matthew from Majestic, uh, introduce yourself, man. Thanks for coming on to the pub. Yeah, I appreciate the invite. So my name is Matt. Um, I run a auto detailing company here in Billings, Montana. I'm probably what, about five miles, maybe four miles from you, Wyatt? Yeah, like about, yeah, about four miles, five miles. Really close. Um, Wyatt introduced me to some HyperClean products. Um, before I was introduced to HyperClean, I was kind of, really partial to some PNS and chemical guys, um, products, especially that PNS express, um, just the way it, you know, foams up the application and, you know, the dirt removal and you know, why it just was like, man, you got to try this stuff. You got to try this stuff. So finally he, uh, he got me to try it and I haven't looked back. <laughs> I love oh, that cool. stuff, man. Well, you can hit a door panel with it and you can hit your boards brush on it and it'll, it'll come clean really easy, you know, ever, to be honest with you, I haven't even really used a steamer since I've been on that stuff. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. So what, what is it? The APC? Or um, your interior cleaner. Well, okay. The, in the 30, bag? yeah. And it makes uh, your five gallon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. uh, that and slick, I put slick on everything from cars to my shoes. I mean, I use that stuff like crazy Poor Wyatt over there. I can't, he can't <laughs> keep it on shelves, <laughs> but no, uh, I run, we run, run a little bit different system from Wyatt. I'm gearing towards, um, I guess you would call it like an assembly line detailing. Right now I have 
I have my wife and two part-time employees. So one person washes it, it moves up, two people detail it, it moves up again, it gets, you know, compound polish, slick, and gets inspected and gets sent. And that's kind of the system I'm running right now. So your products, um, I love them. They're, they're affordable. The dilutable part, um, besides slick, I wish you guys come out with some slick that I can dilute to about five gallons. But other than that, <laughs> right? it's working out pretty well. Huh. All right. That, so what this is purely just uh, out of curiosity, because we've had some recent conversations about similar type businesses. Uh, what's your general price point? So I messed up this winter because um, I've been mobile the last two years. And this was our first winter. And I was running basically a full detail for 200 bucks. We're going back, um, we're booking in January back at 300 and with the option of upgrades, like, you know, um, you, I'm doing an option for slick slick is slick. I'm advertising as two months and it's 50 bucks. And then why it's been talking to me about your guys is, uh, uno. And I'm going to try to push that for one year for a hundred as an upsale. Okay. And, and inside of your, your kind of, uh, your new style of business overall, how do you think it's, it's going, I guess you're, you're continuing to move forward. If you're putting in all these new packages and trying to think, I guess it must be doing pretty well for you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and that's a good time to talk about it too. I guess that we're doing taxes right now. And for the year, I think I was at not, you know, grossing around 137 this year. So okay, the, I mean, I didn't mean to get into that. No, yeah. That, so we, <laughs> that's cool to know, man. Congratulations. Uh, yeah. I just meant like overall, you, you, you seem to be doing well. And there's a lot of people that have a theory that that's not the way that the new style of detailing is. But yeah. as, as you know, we were talking a little bit earlier, me and Wyatt, we, we said it's kind of like reverting back to the way it was. Yeah. Are you finding there's a lot of work for it? Yeah. So I think I was kind of nervous to do it at first. I just didn't know what I was going to be able to book. Um, I find that I spend between, I mean, hopefully I'm getting your question correctly. I find that I'm spending about 120 bucks a month um, between Facebook and Google ads and I'm able to book between two and three cars on 22 working days. That's taking the weekends off. So mm -hmm. I find it, you know, right now I find it um, more profitable than what I was trying to do. Um, for me, for, for why, oh, yeah, why it's, yeah. why it's yeah. just as busy. And, and um, he's not really into that kind of detailing and, and he's doing just as well, you know? So I guess it's kind of just what, uh, what's working for me here. It seems to be working. Um, like I said, I'm kind of new to it, so we don't really know where it's going to go. I'm just glad to be busy through the winter, I guess. Yeah. What, uh, what gave you that idea? So I worked for, I worked for a company for four or five years here in Billings. They, uh, they run that same system. They have a little bit bigger style. They run six bays. Each bay has five employees and they require you to pump out 22 cars a day on that express detailing. 
their average tickets like 250 to 272 um and 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 it's one of the bigger detail companies in our in our area yeah. in six bays you know 22 to 24 cars a day they're 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 a big system and then we have another big company here in town kind of running i'm just monkey see monkey do here makes sense yeah i can see that chris what are your thoughts uh as you've grown more into the industry and meeting all these different people that are using your services for websites, you know, what, what do you hear is like the way people are going? Is it still a lot of corrections and coatings or are you seeing a lot of people move more towards traditional detailing? Um, most of the sites we do are coding based, to be honest, more than anything. Um, yeah, I mean, if anything, it's most of our mobile guys are rolling to a coding base page. That's why they want to do a website. They want to get out of the, no offense, the $250 days and get into a $1,000 day, I think is is fairly common. You know, I see some head nods on that, and I think that's oh. that's fairly common. So that's typically what we're seeing. Yeah, and I, I appreciate you you talking openly about it. it. It's a thing that we've talked, you know, Dustin and I, we talked, what, about three weeks ago, a pretty heavy conversation about different options and so many ways that different people are creating businesses and the way they're doing it. It's interesting to, to see how some people are like Matthew going back, you know, in a sense, back to a traditional, while as others are like Dustin are succeeding by going heavy into the, you know, correction and coding. So, yeah, I think there's money in everything. Exactly. I mean, we got a guy, we did uh, two sites here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And one guy's a coding guy and he's like, I don't want to do interiors and I don't want to do exteriors. It's not, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, that's not what he wanted to do. The other guy was completely opposite. And then detailing is the bigger search term. I mean, by a, a ratio of 12 to one. So for every coding person, you're going to get 12 more people that are going to search detailing. I mean, that's a real world statistic. So this guy might get two to three leads per day on codings, but this guy's getting closer to 10 to 14 on so just details. Would it be best to stay hybrid? You know, it's whatever your business model is, you know, I personally am a catch-all, do it all, right? You know, maybe you can operate a second crew or second person, let let the business owner take the cush job of coding, right? I think a lot of guys want that, right? But, you know, <clears throat> a lot of people, I think, start out hybrid. I mean, almost every website we, we build always starts with like a five or seven page site it quickly, it's pretty common for these guys to reach out to us and say, turn off the interior and detailing, exterior detailing pages, which is good, I guess, you know? It depends on how you look at it. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. It's Wednesday night, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, grab a beer. I'm just How's a dumb doing? website builder. Yeah, I like it. Chris, like who, it. who are you with, Chris? I own Oberk Car Care and I also oh, okay. own uh, detailers roadmap, which builds websites for detailers. So we've launched 
Clearly, Watch. I should have known who you were. That's okay. Yeah, you know, I'm an enigma. I just hop on here every four months. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, Chris, you got yeah, I mean, I, I like that. But I definitely think the hybrid is the way to do it. Like, if I, I will 100% take interior details as long as I can maintain a certainly a certain hourly rate, because interior details require like zero effort from my brain. And if I do like, like I'll, I only want to do like two or three coding jobs a week because, and especially if there's any paint correction involved, my brain can only take so much, dude. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, give me the nasty minivan. I'm tired <laughs> of looking at these panels, dude. <laughs> you said that man i feel the same way sometimes <laughs> hey derek i'm glad you're alive after the uh the peanut butter whiskey man oh man, listen man i was marty i sent you that picture we talked about that and i walk into my parents house and my dad and goes, then you got it yep <laughs> my dad i didn't even talk to him pre he didn't listen to the podcast he did nothing he walks in he goes derek i got some some peanut butter whiskey i'm like what peanut butter whiskey he runs down the back porch, comes back with the ball. I said, no. <laughs> so we, he's like, you want to do a shot? I'm like, sure, Dad. And me and my dad and my brother doing a shot. I had like two or three. And I'm like, I can't listen. I heard some stories about this stuff. Dude, no more for awesome. me. That stuff good. is delicious. I know. It's pretty so good. good. I just thought it was hilarious. When we, Dustin told that story, I came over and I was just like, what? Like, yeah. Just, I seen that and I was like, that's awesome. That is awesome. Dad was listening to something, man. <laughs> And turn on the Merle Haggard. <laughs> so overall, what do you think, Derek? That's, uh, that stuff is deadly. It's very good. My my brother, he can't. Um, he's allergic to peanuts, so he was like, "Get that away from me," because it has a very heavy smell of peanut. But it was I love peanut butter and like Reese's, so that's stuff delicious. It's dangerous though. We've had Reese's. this discussion, which is fun. Uh, love me some Reese's, Reese's or Reese's? Reese's. I say Reese's, but I love them. All right, so yeah, we, Reese's, talked about, uh, we talked about the peanut butter uh, whiskey, but we also talked about the blower. Didn't you? You got a special in the BLO? Yeah, so this is that Ryobi one. Brandon, you said you have or hadn't used it. I've been using that for years, and all my clients always want it when they see it. I love that yeah. thing. What's the, what's the battery life on that thing? Depends on the battery you use. Um, I use a four, uh, four amp hour on it, and it's easily a car, if not two. Because oh, I use it. I'm, I'm tired of the damn cords, man. Hold on. I'll grab. I got. I, I Dustin. I got some something else too. I want to show. I'm grab it. Hold on. Yeah, Br so I mean, Brandon from Shot. Do you like was, it, Marty? Yeah, I would say it's more than a couple cars. I think I get four or five, but I. I mean, I'm not trying to blow off the whole hood or the whole panel. I mostly use it to go hit the uh, hit the cracks, hit the molds, hit the sides. At know, the very end, there. right? Well, well, I use it like a lot of the Audis, the Porsches, they have those honeycomb. So I use a lot of battery on the honeycomb and then the wheels too, because I get all the water out of the wheels and where the lug nuts go in. Um, so that's probably why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Brandon Tim's is that one that you've used yet? I've never used that one. Um, I got the the little blue uh, blow gun is what I use all the time. But I've seen that one in the stores, and I was very interested. I just I got that one, the one that Derek's holding up. I got that one. Uh, 
I think detail image had it on sale is the only reason I bought it. Because I was actually I here. Yeah, I was gonna go buy the Ryobi one, but uh they had that one on sale. It was so much more cheaper. So I just I went with that one. That's quite a bit smaller, Derek. Then I got, then I got this one. The real like light. That car thing light. is super bright, Derek. Yeah. That thing is yeah. so bright. And then the little hooks on it, because you're mobile. Yep. See the hooks on the bottom? Yep. No, oh, yeah, right here. They hook right that's into sweet. a garage track. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, so okay. you could actually angle it down on a hood if you need to. Okay. Yeah. So I got this, which I already that's use the on the light? Yeah, I already use it on car. Where I don't care. But they say use branding, but it, you can see it swirls and stuff a little bit. It works fine. And this is the one you can also plug in, too, if you want. Has oh, that's cool. Yeah, you can use the battery, or you can put a plug into it if you want to run off an extension cord. So I was just like, get me that one. I already got batteries for when I got the stuff. And then this thing, I don't know if the out, I forgot what the output is on it, but it will blow your skin like it hurts when you blow it when if you put it too close to your hands and stuff. So this thing, I, I used to, it's like a badass yeah. blow dryer, no, man. I, I know mm. it's like, yeah, it's like a badass blow dryer. Like I thought it was a joke. I get one of those for the wife. Or, she told me to put it away. I was on Christmas. I turned it on. She's like, stop, stop. Like, <laughs> but uh, it's heated. It's filtered in heated air. And uh, like just like uh, Brandon was saying, I use it on like the grills because of the outings, like the honeycomb, you can blow it all out and then blow out the lugs on the cars and stuff too. So I, I'm so happy I got this. I was using like a little like a computer, like cleaner one that they have. That's a small one. It works, but it's not as powerful as this thing is strong. It'll be interesting to see what they come out with this year since Ryobi is owned by the same company that owns Milwaukee tools. That's typically their launch brand for all the higher end Milwaukee tool stuff. Yeah. I'm all Milwaukee. I am really hoping they come out with a DA this year. That's battery powered. June or July. That would be <laughs> sweet. I think, yeah, I think they're, they're definitely do. Yeah. I mean, I guess Chris to, to, Follow what you're saying. If Royobi came out with their DA, then it would make sense that Milwaukee would next come out with theirs. It better be forced rotation. <laughs> Isn't Milwaukee the one that came out with that one that moves back and forth? Yeah, yeah. It's cool, but it's a little bit slower than the Flex, than like the 3401. Uh, or no, 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 no. You're thinking the, the Makita. The Makita. I, I know people. Oh, Makita. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's McKinney. I, I thought it was yeah. Milwaukee. It went from from rotary down to uh, forced rotation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Makita is cheap, yeah. though. Okay. Yeah. It's a nice unit. I mean, I, I did a lot of research on it, but I still ended up going with the new model of the 3401. It's like the Flex XCE8 something. And it's a powerful unit. I like it. Um, I mean, traditional DA guys might you know, have a little issue getting adjusted to it, but I don't mind the reverse rotation. Um, and I learned on a rotary, so that thing is like perfect for me. I love it. Hmm. Cool. Brandon from Tim's, did you, uh, did you get the blue moon or you went with the sky? I went the regular blue moon. The place I went with, went to didn't have a lot of sky. So, uh, just went broke with your the, diet just for broke, us, did you? Just for you. Well, thanks so much. All for the community. All for the yes, <laughs> no doubt. Hey, Chris, don't mean to put you on the spot, but uh, did you decide on mobile tech yet? Um, yeah, I think I'm, we're gonna. I'm just gonna go. I'm not gonna show. Okay, cool. Yeah, 
Well, we'll schedule an episode while you're there. <laughs> you are putting me on the spot. We are yeah. putting you on the spot now. Now we're putting you on the spot. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, David Patterson, my business partner, is going for the full ride. And then I think I got enough time to go in for two days. So I'm going to try and get in. Cool. Seems like it's going to be busy. A lot of booths. Yeah. A lot of booths. A lot of booths. Uh, did you see the education day lineup? Yeah. Slam packed. Yeah, it's slammed. Uh, anybody here not going to mobile tech? I'm still trying to work on it. Still trying to work on it, John. Uh, yep. Brandon from Tim's said he's out. Uh, he just had a new baby. I guess that's probably, I get, you know, geez, baby or, you know, drinking beer with the dudes, I guess, you know, whatever. <laughs> new baby. Pick your is. battles. <laughs> yeah. Pick your battles. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Why? What about you? It'd be a long haul from where you're at. Yeah, I don't even know honestly where it is. At. I haven't been. Uh, I haven't been researching it just because like everything is so far from Montana, <laughs> and I just had a baby too. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, you, you did. You're out. Also, you, you right. got the baby card. Well, congrats, where, guys. Where and when is it? Orlando. I'm gonna Florida. go to STC. I'll send oh, yeah? detail. Okay. With with uh me and Joe Kimball, like the Pacific Northwest people. Cool. All the so, way to Kentucky, man. That's all the almost way near me. I'm going to Alabama in uh at the end of uh March. Like we're gonna fly out like March twenty eighth and gonna go down and visit um Easy and Boys, uh and Detail Bookie Boys, Ryan Hagen and Dustin uh Jackson and we're, I'm gonna go to a boat expo out there and get some education with uh gel coats, wet sanding gel coats and uh and then go to a boat expo with them and yeah it's just me cool. So gonna go to Alabama um in March first week of April and then uh then go to SDC later. Alabama. Right. <laughs> I've spent way too much time in Alabama. I don't care to ever see that place again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, Enterprise, Alabama. Never uh, been either. Never been either. Brandon from Tim's, how's the week going, man? Uh, what would you guys do for Christmas? Uh, we hung out here all day and didn't move, played. I built toys half the day, so that was fun. Oh, yeah? Are you a professional toy maker now? I must be. I was kind it's of because proud of you wore the elf costume. That's what it is. Yeah, wore the elf it costume. Has to be because the elf costume. Toys. It puts you right directly in line with the big man. <laughs> I was actually pretty proud of myself on some of them. I had no business putting some of the stuff that I did. So, <laughs> <laughs> what did you make? Oh, like my son got a uh, like a train table. He had to put that thing together, and it was tents and i don't even remember so much stuff show it write it <laughs> you know five kids you get so much stuff you know right, so who, yeah, put it on camera show it i can't imagine having to do that for five kids that's a lot that's a lot hey dude that uh, was enough for me did, did anybody get what they wished for last week on christmas yeah pretty much 
<laughs> I, didn't, All right, well, honestly, I, I, I didn't I didn't ask for a lot of stuff. It's like I, I don't know the typical guy. I got most of the stuff I already bought what I wanted. So when Christmas time comes to Christmas, I'm like, I don't know, I got a bunch of stuff. It's like and I usually ask for stuff for detailing. So it's like that's always the best time to get the best detailing stuff. Just put it on the list, they'll buy it right directly from the list. We're good to go. Yeah. Like one year, I asked for an extension cord, and uh, like one of the locking one extension cords that they come out where it has like the sleeve where you plug your tool in and it locks it in so you don't have to do the little loop around. And it had a custom one, so it has my name on it. And I put it up there, and they text me, going, like, Is this really what you want for Christmas there? Yeah, like, yeah, yes. it's exciting. Yeah. Get me that 50 foot extension cord. And when it came in the mail, I was like, Yes, and they're like, Are you really that excited? I'm like, Yes, it's not like I underwear. Said, Exciting. And you know how many customers customers have said, "Can I buy this off you?" And I'm like, "No, because you can't get them on Amazon anymore. I think you can only get them on certain sites." But I have it, and they're like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." And I'm like, "Oh, I know." I got a pizza oven. I got a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, I did see that. How, how did that pizza come out? It was actually a. I mean, we all. It was all for the first round. It was all store bought stuff just to test out the oven, but uh. It turned out good. It was nice. We had to put uh, that I, I, I've been looking to get one. <laughs> well, come on. Uh, we're, we're doing it tomorrow, not too. What we really want to know. Oh, Joe Clean, come back, please. I, I just, we were, we really wanted to know how did it go in the mountains? Yeah. Because, you know, like you said, I mean, it, we're really curious, wanted to know, did, did you see other black people there? You hit it. Well, that was nice seeing you guys. Right on the head. No, no, no. Chris had to be here last week. It was so funny. Yeah, it was so funny, Chris. He he didn't. He goes, look at my skin. Look at my skin. <laughs> <Nobody up there." laughs> so We're like, dude, there's plenty of black people that go to the mountains. Dude. There was not one, okay? <laughs> not one. Dude, I, I, kid, I kid you not. I was When we were about to leave, we saw two black girls in a truck, and I turned around and said, hey, like this. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and they were leaving at that time. And you scared oh. them. <laughs> oh, exactly. oh, oh, dude, it was too funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. 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 girls. Remind us again where you were. Was it Breckenridge? Yes, Breckenridge. And okay. uh, yeah, we had a cabin up there. Dude, my nose was bleeding like almost the whole time I was there, bro. We was too high. Oh, altitude. Uh, yeah. It's the well, and it's dry especially yeah. from where you're at in florida and then you go up there yeah yeah my bad yeah. I, I should have told you to uh to, to bring some stuff for that and take aspirin aspirin's always good when you go up to the mountains okay well, tylenol yeah. was my friend i tylenol the whole time i was up there for headaches and we drank a lot of pedialyte we had liquid yeah. iv and hell yeah just basically eating no drinking no alcohol well i had a um old-fashioned while i was up there That'll um be. just if you know what I mean? But other than that, we tried not to drink any alcohol because they said it will mess you up. And man, I had headaches. Yeah, it, Very it's quickly. definitely different. It's de I mean, it, you forget that you're in the mountains, right? Like, it's so nice and everything's cool. You, you forget you're in the wild <laughs> mountains exactly. and it can fuck you up. Yes, it did. But overall, oh, but you I had, had a good, good time. time. Oh, man, I had a good time. We, uh, what you call that thing? Bobsled? 
We got on yeah. these little plastic things and we oh, we it's sitting, probably we just were, a sled. But yeah, yeah. sled, the sled. So we stayed on an acre of land and our backyard was at a slope. So we rode that down. And my wife actually hit the tree. <laughs> so <laughs> she got a chance to get real fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was real. It was a lot of fun, man. And we just got back what Tuesday or yeah Tuesday morning, I think it was. And yeah, right back to the grind, man. Yeah, that's an experience. All in itself, man. It was mi- I'm not gonna lie. It was so miserable the first miserable the first day. It was no sun. It was like overcast and snow would not stop. But when we got used to it, man, we we had a ball. Like we went around town riding, sliding in the in the rental car because I got full coverage. I'm like, I'm sliding all around the place. So every time we got to a light, we slid about six feet. <laughs> you got it. You got it. All four, man. That's awesome that you got a chance to experience and have fun. Exactly. We did that, man. So we got a lot of pictures and videos. I don't know if you guys follow me on social media, but. I'll put up a lot of that stuff on Facebook. <clears throat> so, but we had a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It did look like so a you, good trip. You guys uh, was in last week, Wednesday, or no? Because I'm no, like, we hold were on. Off, did... off okay, good. I'm like, damn, I missed it. But Christmas was Saturday, right? Yeah, but yeah. we're just off for Christmas. Oh, okay. All right, off for Christmas. All right, cool. But yeah, man. So I'm back to the ground, get my ass kicked on this. Um, what do you call these things? Um, Whatever this vehicle is right here. Vehicle. It's, uh, yeah, vehicle. There you go. <laughs> I'm trying to turn it around. So what is this thing called again? Um, it's blurry. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying, I'm just, yes, Alfa Romeo. This I've thing done so many of those. Derek, Derek, how the hell did you – you got a special gift because I agree, Wyatt. That was blurry as hell. Wait. I was like, what is no, that? No, yeah. I was like, it's how are you going to shout that, out what on. it is right now? It's that front end. It's the front end. I, I it's just, one of my lot. favorites. That's like my eyesight when I take off my glasses. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know what I like. Go ahead, Joe. It's pissing me off. I'm saying it's pissing me off. That's all I know. It's shocking. (laughs) Oh, and the reason, wait, the reason why you can't see it is because my backdrop for this Zoom is like a blurry thing. So I don't know how to take it off. So it turns everything blurry (laughs) for the background. That's why it's doing that. Yeah. It It paints a little harder. Dude, it sucks. Like it has water drops all on it. Yeah. And it's hard as hell to take off and it's scratched out of his ass right because now. Because so. it's it's got mm-hmm. it's got pores, I guess. It's got separate pores mm-hmm. when they painted it. I, I just found this out like literally. I'm like I, I was fighting with one not too long ago. And because I guess how they, they compose or build the, you know, or mix the, the composition of the paint, it's got separate mm-hmm. pores that they mm-hmm. don't always close, so it's crazy. But that's why it's so hard, is because it's actually breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, well, I'm, I'm learning today. I'm learning my ass off today because this sucks right now. All right. So, what are you using on it? What are you finding that works and doesn't work? <sighs> okay. So I didn't moved on to. Well, I had all of the. Oh, I didn't moved on to this RV Marine Maguires, and it seems mm-hmm. to to do some cutting, right? And then I'm 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 blending it with the Rupes, uh, right here. I'm blending it on uh, uh, so course. Yeah, the VA course. And I use the blend wool pad to cut, and then I come back with the yellow and polish. So that's been my my routine. And I'm like, I wish Woo-hoo. I never got this job. This is pissing me off right now. <clears throat> I wish I'd have never got this job. I kid you not. And yeah, yeah the trick. 
the tray is going on it when I'm done. And I told him it'd be done in four days. And I just started on it about six or seven hours ago. What kind of pad are you so, using? Uh, the blend, the wool blend right here. I don't know if you can see it. It's uh, the, it's a Eurofiber. Yeah, Buckingham. Yeah. Okay, guys, Eurofiber, Eurofiber, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of scared to cut into it because, again, this is my first time doing this paint. So I'm just going with the blend, going slow with it. It's working, but it's just taking too long. And then, hold on, it hazes up on me. Yes. Yep. That was my next what thing. Is, what is that? It's just it's just the clarity. It's the molecules. It's it's well, part of it may be, in my opinion, what I've seen is part of it maybe the 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 McGuire stuff that you're using because that stuff will leave that leave a haze. Uh, okay. Because what it is, but it's also I think it's because of the 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 pad. Like, because then you have to go over with a polish. And once you do a polish, and you can drill it back out, right? Yeah, I kind of yeah. agree. I think it's part of it yeah. because of the pad. So I think it's the pad you have to, when you go yeah. back to it, drill it back out, it'd be fine because you're cutting it and you're doing more cutting than you realize, even though you're doing it slower, it's leaving that because the friction is lower. So therefore it leaves that residue and the friction behind. And it's, okay. at least that's what I've experienced on the darker and harder paints like that is that because you're not going crazy high rotor, high speed type stuff like that, it's leaving that haze behind because of the, the the way it's frictioning so that's why when you go back through and jewel it it jewels it out a little better like that okay so i need to change pads is what you're saying i All would I try I, I would always I try. Would. That i would yeah, always try at least that. start there say that again i you, i would at least start with changing your pad i think it at, at the least okay. it's going to improve it yeah okay but the colors right now i got the 1000 2000 I got the 3M and the Artex, uh, the correctables, which are my favorite. Okay, the correctables, but I didn't want to get too aggressive, and these can be kind of aggressive. Yes, they can, yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I ain't going to lie to you. It's my first one, so I was like, ah, I don't want to go too hard on it. You but know? if you're, you're already, the, if you're you're already in a pad, you'd be good. You're already in an aggressive compound. That's a petroleum distillate product. If you're using a one-step Meguiar's RV, that's an aggressive compound. Yeah. yeah, okay. It's meant for, it's meant I, for gel coat. Gel coat. Yeah. That's why it's, it's a okay. mid for all in one. Basically, it cuts and polishes at the same time. That's why it's leaving that behind. Okay. Because this is about the only thing that got a little bit aggressive, and I thought it was less aggressive than my correctables. But I was getting it done, but I'm getting a haze on it, and I'm just pissed off. I'm actually tired as hell. That's what's going on. <laughs> Man, I found that uh, <laughs> the last time I dealt with haze was on a 22 Yukon. And mm -hmm. I broke I broke out the old school 3M Perfect it on oh, like man. an ultra soft <laughs> black pad, and I had to turn my polisher way down uh, and just be very light on it, and that got rid of the haze for me. Um, I refuse to cut heavy on anything yeah. that's new from GM. That's just me. Uh, <laughs> people want perfection. I'm not your guy. Like I want to polish the thing and I'll coat it. Uh, because the paint on those is thin and it's junky right off the bat. But when it comes to the haze, dude, uh, I did some research and found somebody that said, I think it was that Ivan guy with the funky mustache. I can't pronounce yeah. his last name. Look but, for <laughs> Look for but he was like, he was like, dude, you got to slow your polish your way down. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, this sucks. I'm like, this has taken me forever. And uh, slow my polish your way down. And that kind of helped out dealing with that haze. And getting it to a decent finish, um, at least where it's presentable. Um, 
you know, of course, us as detailers, we can sit there and, you know, nitpick all we want, but 99% of people aren't going to see what we see. So, yeah, I polish them up and ship them out the door. Yeah, I mean, if you're doing that product, if you're taking that, that RV product, square off your hood and run it at the same pressure you're doing and your same speed. And then to go off of what he's saying, run that second square at half the speed. Use the same pad. Yeah, see the same pad, use the same product, but you should be test spotting and breaking it. I'm going to let you know right now, there's, there's tons of products out there, but a lot of it comes down to your technique more than anything. And so your your technique can absolutely break and do that. Just remember on those Eurofiber pads that you're going to have to brush them a lot because you're using a Mm -hmm. petroleum product. So it guns. So all that, that's a yarn. And as long as that yarn starts to gum gum up, it starts to lose efficiency super quick. So you should be brushing that thing out quite a bit. Okay. I've been high pressure and brushing it out. So I'll do a panel. Well, I was trying to go slow. When you guys first got on there, I was just like, you know what? We'll try a different technique. I've actually covered the whole half of the hood, let it sit, Mm. clean the pad. And then I came back with a few more and then, you know, went slow with it because it cuts water spots. And I'm just hoping it will work the water spots because that's what's my struggle right now. And it has scratches, man, that is like deep. And I'm not, ah, I don't even want to ask him to pay me more for that because it's not what we're going for, but it's so much in it. And it's like, I don't want to spend another day than I have to on this vehicle. Detailer's dilemma. <laughs> Damn, detailer. Oh, Damn. I thought that was a commercial. It's a real thing. It's real. Hey, if you Yo. have a podcast, you better get one because that's a good intro. Okay? Yeah. I was going to say on a lot of those, the uh, last couple I've done, because like I was, I don't know what it was. I did one of them, and then like eight or nine people who had Alfermeos like showed up, and I started doing. I've done the, the, the Quattrofolio and like a lot of the Julie, a lot of them. And um, mm-hmm. sometimes uh, it's going to sound weird, but I've done, I've used the HDO um, cutting pad with um, a polish usually. Yeah, okay. I do that too. Okay. Am I? I do that exact same Again. thing. I learned it, um, like. Because I mostly in Montana, I'll do it one step. I'll, I've tried to do it like all in one, get it, get some correction done and get it polished on a correct, just a paint correction. Um, but yeah, I, I do like three drops of a compound and one drop of a polish. And I've been using Oberk. I've been using Oberk one and two. And well, he just, Chris just hopped off, boy. He. He hopped off like 30 seconds too early. I know, it's crazy. Whenever he said who he was, my jaw dropped. <laughs> Man, You're the late there, buddy. Like 30 seconds too early. All right. Give me some com- Give me that combo again. Let me write it down. Um, you said Obert was one of them? Yes. And what was the, the – com- uh, well, the compound is Obert. What's the pad? I've been using Lake Country HDO pads for all my foam pads. So HDO. Yep, Lake Country. Okay. And okay. I pretty much only use the blue, honestly, because they finish so good that you don't need to go to a finishing pad. As far yeah, as I'm concerned. I, I think their blue pad's the same foam as our blue foam. Oh, I think so. yes. That's another yeah. good pad. The one pad. I'm not kidding you. I got it right here somewhere. I've been yeah, uh, I agree. testing that one out with my uh, Lake Country, and I'm very impressed. And it's thick foam. I love that. Right Luke, is there okay. a combination you like to use? 
Yeah. Um, I am, I am my go-to is usually the the Eurotech or the Eurofiber uh, microfiber pad that he held up. And then yep. uh, for cutting, I'll either pair it with uh, my go-to almost 100% of the time is Sonax Ultimate Cut. If it's something that needs uh, a, lot, a harsh cut, um, my go-to for one steps, which is most of what I do, is going to be uh, the Eurotech uh, medium maroon pad with 3D1. That mm -hmm. just that's just the amount of correction and finishing down I saw out of the, that combination is is stupid. Um, and then for finishing, I like to use the Rupes uh, white bottle, the the finish ultra fine pure mm -hmm. paired with the white pad because that that's that is that i have yet to find the only thing it didn't finish down on for that for me is the is the black gm curse that shit's so soft it's like <laughs> um i did find thing. the one thing i found with black gm to finish down quick and easy is i'll take the i'll put it on my rupes uh white pad with one drop of the the ultra fine finishing polish the pure and then uh, I'll spritz the panel with one squirt of water, with distilled water, and I'll water mm. polish with just a drop of the fine polish. And almost 99% of the time, it'll finish down without a haze with one one quick polish. That's and cool. I, I run it at three and a half, four, so I'm not I'm not really slowing the pad down too much when I do that either. But uh, I uh, I kind of learned that trick from uh, Larry Casilla on Ammo NYC when he had. Uh, uh, Kevin from Buff Daddy on there teaching about water water polishing on ultra fine paints for, for things like you know Porsches and GM Black and it 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 does work really well. You get you got to blow your pad out a lot more because it, it loads up a little bit with just slinging shit everywhere. But it if you manage the sling and the amount of water, it once you figure it out, it, it finishes down really really nicely. Yeah, that that does sound interesting. I I. I used to use a lot of water spritzing when it was a rotary, right? That's how I kept my paint cool was right. spritzing with water, but yep. I haven't really done it much with uh, a DA. I'll, I have to try that. My, my favorite combo is, is always that blueberry pad foam. And, you know, like I said, you can find it a couple places. We have it. Uh, uh, I know Buff and Shine has it. I feel like there's a couple other people that do have it also. It's, it's a unique foam. Uh, and, and I like that with either, yeah, Cut Max. Uh, you, you mentioned Ultimate Cut. I like Cut Max or, but uh, if I'm going to do a one-step, I think that Blueberry with Cut and Finish. I, I don't yeah. know much that you else you can do on a one-step. Like, it, <laughs> on some paints, it, it'd do a 90% on a Cut and Finish with that right. Blueberry pad. It, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's weird, the, the variation of paint systems, even within the same year, the same make and model is... I'll have three different pads and product combinations I'll use for two cars that were right after each other on the assembly line. It's, 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 yeah. My favorite to one step is British paints, Jaguar and Land Rover. I just did, oh a, my God. I just did my first Range Rover <laughs> probably two months ago. And it was, I, I was just using, um, I was using my microfiber cutting disc with 3D1 and it was cutting beautifully and finishing down to almost 95 100 with two hours of polishing i was like mm -hmm. 
I don't know what they're doing with their paint system, but I want to polish more of them. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, some of the older uh, Dodges are like that. I had to do uh, one of the 3500s, and I was giggling when I went to go look at it because it's just real white. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and I've done a lot of the older Dodges where, like, you can just put a blue, the blue, like, blueberry pad on, like, cut max or, like, a uh, pretty pretty good diminishing abrasive. And then you mm-hmm. can just, oh, man, this, this is going to be a pretty high job. I don't know. I'm just laughing while I'm polishing because it literally just cuts everything out. Uh, like the the Velars are like that, where the guy there's pretty car a lot of car wash rolls, and we cut through it real quick, coated it. And the guy was like, "Oh, you're done already?" I'm like, "I mean, I was still there a long time, but I remember I was just like, yeah, man, it's real bad." Like, something about those are all the piano black um, pillars they put on the doors. All right, so we haven't checked in with cooking with Nick. I know he's he's bringing out his uh, his next bottle of whatever he's sipping on. I know you were out at the grill earlier. We saw you. What? What's on the menu tonight? Steak. Steak and fries. Oh. Oh, no. Let me see this. Simple. Sorry, there's music going. You might, might not be able to hear me, but I got you. Let's see. All right, so how'd you do your steak, right? It's traditional salt and pepper? Yes. Yeah, salt, salt, pepper, salt, salt, pepper, salt, pepper, and lemon, uh, lemon pepper. Lemon all right, pepper. All right. All right. Oh. Yeah. Look at that, that crust. Looks, uh, nice. And then how do you do your steak? What? Uh... uh, these ones I did. We did lemon pepper, a teeny amount of garlic powder, um, salt, oh. and black pepper. A no, lot. No, of apologies. Black apologies. I meant uh, uh, like medium, medium rare. How do you cook them? Medium rare and medium rare only. Yes, Nick, sir. Nick, can you can you cut into the steak for us? <laughs> I'm getting ready to throw down some steaks. <laughs> Put me on the spot here, man. <laughs> but you know what? I'll do it. Mom, cut, cut, uh, cut halfway into that truck. No. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Come on, next mom. <laughs> We're doing this. Please. Just let him, let him cut and then just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know what? <laughs> you know what, boys? <laughs> you know what, boys? <laughs> Big Tom's got it going on. Yeah, that's right. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, sir. Good job, sir. Good job, sir. Look at that ring there, man. Good job. Mm. 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 I hope mine come out that good tonight. Damn. (laughs) I think Brandon from Tim's was getting a little hungry over there. (laughs) Tell him to share. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, uh, have you smoked a steak yet? Uh, no, I never smoked a steak. Not yet. Oh, you can smoke a steak for a little bit and then and then throw it on the grill for that mm-hmm. that char on the outside. Oh, man, I'm yep. telling you. It's, we do that for Christmas with prime rib. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I got yeah, a question, speak, though. The... Speaking of, hold on. Speaking of steak, where's Mike? Didn't Mike last week make steak and he was raving? Oh, no, it was uh, brisket. He was raving about the brisket he was going to make. Huh. All right. Somebody had a question. Yeah. So your uh, your one pad, are you offering it? Um, is it for a five inch backing plate or? Yep. And is that only, or can we order it for six inch? Yeah. I only did the five inch because we originally came out with pads because uh, one of the first products I put out in the market was me taking the Gary V challenge of 2017 and it was a flip challenge. And so I took the challenge of building out a polisher, private, you know, private labeling it. 
and uh, building everything out and selling it to the market. And so as we did that, we needed a pad. <laughs> and uh, so we needed a pad system for, and the only one I wasn't going to do, uh, you know, I'm breaking into the market. So I, I wasn't going to do multiple polishers. So I only chose the, uh, the five inch with the, uh, the smaller throw. Okay. Yeah. And most, I, love- I think most people still traditionally use the five inch, but randomly we hear people that use six inches. Yeah, five five inches inches is the most popular. That's all you need. (laughs) (laughs) I I, no complaints. I personally personally only use only use the five inch, but uh, I love those pads, man. Derek, Derek, I did think about you over the holiday, and it wasn't about the five inches. Oh, it was. It was was, unfortunately it was about knee pads. (laughs) Oh, what happened? Oh shit. You know, because it's been cold, I haven't been wearing them because I got long, I have to wear long pants now because it's been so cold. But the other day, I was like, I wish I had them on. So the one time I wore them underneath, so I had my underarm on, and then I had the ID pads on. Everyone's like, I was hot, so I take them off. Uh, Dustin, you'll appreciate it. it was a photo, and I, I meant to send it to you, Derek. I was up on the mountains. You know, as when you're snowboarding, a lot of times you just land back down and sit on your knees. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there waiting, and I, I was like, God damn, my knees are starting to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marty. Uh, how about U.S. snowboarding? Do you go snowboarding often? No, man. I live in Oklahoma. We go well, snowboarding. yeah. But some people like trap. Okay, so no. But anyway, how did your ankle feel at the end of the day? Your my ankle? The one that you, like, kept in. Like in the binding, sometimes people say like after going up the ski lift all day, I notice like, cause I go snowboarding a lot and I've been with like a lot of people the first couple of times and like the, the binding that you, the foot that you keep in the binding um, on the lift, you know how your snowboard just kind of hangs there. Usually people will complain about their ankle being sore after like a full day of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I get it. But I mean, I always put my other leg up under and yeah, that's I mean- what I do too. Why the funny thing is how about is, getting off the lift? Why hold on? I mean, the funny thing is, right? I, I'm I'm 43. Yeah, I've been snowboarding since I started in college. Oh okay. uh, so we're we're talking 20. I think we calculated up to 23 years that I've been going. So uh I, I you know, as I was teaching them how to to do it, I was on all the bunny slopes and there was all these first timers and all this stuff, you know, I mean, yeah. that was what was funny. Everybody was starting out and it was so new. They were so excited. And there's yep. a couple of people that, you know, we, we chatted up with because, you know, if you keep going down and you can, you know, they're always sitting up and yeah, you know, we're, we're putting on our bindings, you know, we're strapping right. back in and um, you know, there's quite a few new people, right. Of course it was yeah. the first time. And it was like, listen, you, you, you find things. Actually, I wrote a note about it. And it's going to be, I'm, I'm going to use this illustration during my education day at Mobile Tech. And the illustration is because I, I was talking to, uh, you know, just these, these people that were just starting out and they, they really couldn't believe that 23 years later, I was still doing it. It was like, I mean, you, in life, you've got to find things that you really enjoy. And then it doesn't matter about what stage in life you're at, where you're going, you, you devote, you sacrifice, you do whatever you can to go do those things on a regular basis that you always enjoy. 20 something years later, man, it's just 40 years later, 60 years. Like, it's just, that's what your life has been, you know, and that to me, that's beautiful because it, 
paints a picture of what you want to do with your life. And yeah. you, you always go towards the things that you enjoy. But while I was, I, I was writing this note down, I was talking to my girlfriend's daughter because she, uh, she was asking about, you know, what I was doing. I was sitting there on my phone, just like plugging away real quick, like writing notes. And, uh, and, and I said, you know, the, the thing though is, is a lot of times you don't always get to do every single thing you want to do. You know, there's always sometimes a sacrifice that you got to make in order to do the things that you really want to do in life. Uh, and, and it just, <laughs> it is what it is. I think it that's is. just the way life goes. The truth. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but I, I've, I've been snowed, like I said, I mean, 23 years, I, I ride goofy. Um, yeah. And uh, I have a blast. This year was a little bit different, right? As those of you know, I'm, I'm recovering from spinal stenosis. Still yeah. going through rehab. And uh, there was moments where I could connect, which was cool. I could feel parts of my gut, feel parts of my sides, my, my yeah. hips, and, and they would engage. And uh, it, it was cool. There was moments where I had full connectivity through my body. And I, I don't know how to explain that when you feel Yeah, that's muscles. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes you don't feel your muscles. Like it's really weird. Holy shit, it's working. It's working. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey Marty, did you ever do like half pipes and like 20 foot kickers and stuff like that Ooh. too? So yeah. so my story of breaking my collarbone was in Breckenridge and I was doing oh. a rail slide. Yeah. So uh I did try some half pipes. Uh I I mean I when you go once a year for three days. It's hard. It's I mean, that's why it takes 20 something years, you know, like, you yeah, just, but I you go all go, out. I, I, I used I to ride a lot before I life. became a dad. And I have like ridden down an Olympic half pipe and I didn't, I straight up did not even have the balls to even try. Those walls are huge. They are huge. huge. Yeah. So when you see those guys at the X Games sending it like 40 feet into the air and doing like, you know how many ever flips they do like 1780s and stuff like that it's insane to even imagine them doing that i've been like on a, a olympic train parks and stuff i just can't imagine they're so big i've hit like i've like do rail slides and all that stuff and i can jump but to do anything like like those 20 foot walls you got to be like yeah. insane yeah i think me, the kickers was... are even more crazy the 20 foot yeah. kickers yeah, because you hit those and you don't realize you're going that high till you're in the air and you're you're up there, man. You're it's like way, looking yeah. down like oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and there's no coming back. It's like shit. You got now, that terrain park was for me why it was Breckenridge, and yeah, yeah, I was hitting those that you're talking about, Brandon. And then we were where they had some some half pipes. I could never, you know, I, I would go up it and I would, you know, I think there was one time I was able to kind of turn and come back down, but to really even get more than a couple feet up out of the air and then turn your board around. Nah, I, I never could do that. And uh, then that was the same time that, yeah, I, I finally landed a rail slide until I landed the rail slide. And then yeah. <laughs> once I was on the rail slide, like, whoop, like yeah. <laughs> fell right down and broke my bones. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> did you ever skateboard? Uh, yeah, as a kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I did that a lot of, too. Yeah. One of my funnest things to do was just to, uh, I mean, I wasn't a skater, I just, uh, I liked to, I had a little stars and stripe Walmart skateboard, you know, like I just enjoyed riding oh, yeah. my board. 
down to uh right i mean that was a thing like it was there was yeah that stars and stripes was like the board i had the exact forever. same one man yeah. i had for years and the whole bottom side was all worn down paint was flicking off it and i still used it my kids still played with it like it worked just yeah. changed out the trucks <laughs> yeah it was a good board and uh <laughs> i would just ride it to my my friend's house play video games and ride back i mean i i he in tulsa back in the you know the 80s we didn't have uh skate parks or anything like that yeah, me and my buddy skated a lot, so we always pushed each other. I actually got out of sports to skate, but uh, even playing football, I think I got more concussions skateboarding. Um, no doubt about it. There's been many oh, rails, many stairs that I've just fell and my head just went. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. So <laughs> it was a lot of fun, though. Mine was BMX and motocross. Yeah, I did motocross that... too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what's funny funny is like, you know, like I I race motocross too, even still to this day. And I'm like, I'm like a local pro. Like I can't go out and run a national in pro class, but like locally I run pro class, win some money, whatever. But then like, you know, I snowboard too, but seeing some of these dudes that are like really good, you know, hitting half pipes and stuff. I'm like, that is insane. So it's crazy to see different sports, and then you look at it, you're like, "That's crazy." And, and yeah, when you watch people at like on do, another like, level, that's crazy. Yeah, when you watch people on another level, like you said, you you do motocross too. I rode just trails, but my cousin raced, and he was insane. And I would watch the stuff he did, and it was, I was my mind scared you. You're like, "What the hell?" Yeah. He, he would yeah. he'd, be, he'd be almost a whole lap ahead of the whole team stop get a drink and then go and still win like <laughs> it was like, <laughs> you're smoking a doobie freaking a mile ahead of you going what the hell come on like, <laughs> like seriously <laughs> boy Derek that's some nice head you got there <laughs> listen I I'm too busy laughing I should have poured it better but yeah we'll let this one relax <laughs> should all right, Derek, uh, it is time for that tab out question of the night. As you uh, partake in your massive giant head of beer. That's your head. <laughs> so remind me not to let you pour the beer then. I'm sorry. <laughs> so this one is not, it's more of a thinking question. And uh, I hope everyone's got a good answer because. Luckily, this the community pub tonight falls on the right before the end of the year. So, what is your New Year's resolution for your detail business? Mm. Good question. Good question. All right, I'm gonna go with Lucas uh, since he's mm. the, the early <laughs> early one because he's the uh, the the first time on the podcast. Thanks for coming on, Lucas. Man, what uh, do you have a New Year's resolution for your business? Uh. Definitely number one is going to be to get a nice pressure washer that's way better gallons per minute than the $200 Home Depot piece of shit I have sitting in the corner over there. Oh, I like the the AR Blue or a Kranzel setup from Obsessed Garage, something like that. You know, good $1,000, $2,000 wall-mounted unit that's going to last a long time and get a reel up there so I can not have to mm-hmm. fight my my piece of shit I got in the corner. <laughs> so that's, that's going to be, uh, you know, make sure I'm going to survive winter first, make sure everything's good to go for the winter, make sure I can keep the lights on. And then that's going to be purchase number one. Once, once, uh, the, the spring slam comes and then, uh, 
want to get a guy or two on my payroll for the spring too. Oh, there you go. That's a nice little. Yeah. Yeah. Guy or two on the payroll. Cool. But uh, it's a good challenge right there. Yeah, it's it's a tall order, but uh, I didn't think I'd be in a shop this year. So we'll see where it goes. No, I I think you got it. Uh, And if you have any local, there's some local power washer companies probably that yeah there's one there's one place local to us that is uh <laughs> it's it's called grand rapids pressure washing or pressure washers and they have you know a big selection of different pressure washers and things but it's not it's not as well tailored towards it's more tailored towards uh industrial applications like machine shops or concrete companies that pressure wash outdoors with gas units they don't have a huge mm-hmm. selection of the of Electric. the yeah, of electric stuff. And, I, you know, I don't really want to be running gas in a shop all day. So, no, 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 no. Um, and the, the stuff I was looking at on Obsessed Garage's website looks like he's got it dialed in pretty well, specifically for our industry. And I was, I, it seems like the easiest, best route to go. And I know it's a pretty penny, but I'm, I mean, I, earlier this year, I pennied up for the, the mighty extractor and that, that was, that changed my life, try using that thing over over the Bissell. So I'm, I'm think I'm going to go up for the, the big money pressure washer. And that's, that's priority number one. Uh, I, I remember when I got, uh, uh <laughs> an extractor from the Bissell, you're right. Yeah. It is a massive changer. It really yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm already getting that heart one from Walmart. Oh, oh my get God. Me started. The groups no. are blowing up with that thing. The, yeah. Oh. It's a three People one, get guys. offended it's, when you tell them it's a piece of shit. It, it sucks oh, up. And then you can also instruct. I mean, it's only a hundred bucks. How it's it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I went to my local Walmart and I saw it and I was just like, well, I don't know. I don't like the bigger, those canister style, the bigger ones and mobile. I have I have the rigid five, and then I have I will admit I have that Bissell one that you kind of unstrack that often, but when I do. That one works fine to me, but I have looked into the mighty ones like you're saying. And they're the the units are pretty good. They're they're yeah. So I'm not. I still have a lot of clients. I still have a lot of clients from when I was mobile. So I still do probably two or three mobile details a month. Um, And I have a uh, Aqua Pro, Aqua Provac that you know it's 500 bucks. It's not heated, but that I mean that's that's a league above the. Bissell as well, and it's compact enough. It's only a gallon and a half, I think, and it, it it sucks. Not quite as good as the Mighty. It's a lot closer to the Mighty than the Bissell, though. But it, mm-hmm. it it fits really nicely in my in my car. I mean, I got a little Volkswagen Golf, so I can't bring a whole lot of shit with me when I go to people's houses, and it, it fits mm-hmm. in there with my vacuum. And it's it's a really nice unit for like the four or five hundred dollar mark. But now that I'm ninety nine percent shop, the Mighty was a necessity because. I mean, it cuts. I, I don't have to fill it hardly ever for an entire car unless it's an SUV yeah. or a minivan, and it's really bad. Yeah, that mighty unit is very nice. I got I got one of them. It, it, it's it's real nice. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably saving 20 minutes a car just not having to fill it up and dick around with dumping it out every you know gallon of water I'm running through. And I, I don't know to extract yeah. super wet, but it's nice to not have to. And, you know, time's money. Uh, I, I'm uh-huh. with you. It, it's the speed of the moving from the Bissell. Nick, thanks for hopping on. We're we're discussing moving from a Bissell 
to an extractor. Uh, and yeah, that'll speed things up. It did. I, I remember. I remember when I when I made that transition. It was it was a big move. Uh, I've got my Bissell. Yeah. Hey, I use that once in a while, man, but now not that I use my uh, compressor a lot more now. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Nick, uh, thanks for hopping in. Uh, we're talking about our uh, New Year's resolutions for 2022. <laughs> so, you know, great timing for you to hop in, man. Uh, what's Perfect. your New Year's resolution for 2022? Hey, dude, I got I to drop some LBs quick. So, <laughs> you know, my, mine's about I got I to gotta get this thing back in order. So that's actually where I was. So I started it a little little while ago but yeah i mean isn't that what everybody kind of says i mean you know eat better you know no for your detail business oh uh, my detailing business uh actually i want to do a lot more ppf this year you know I, i'd like to try to hit um a pretty big number as a ppf shop and uh we're on our way i mean we, we've been we've had a good start we've only been doing it a few months we're pretty much booked through uh, first couple months of the year and you know i mean like everyone else what was what was the best one? Oh, dude you're number two yeah i was just like, i only did one <laughs> uh, yeah that's mine yeah i, I want to do a lot more ppf <laughs> uh but we were talking about uh an alfa romero early you ever worked on one of those yeah the new uh julia is that what it is that's exactly what we we're talking about yeah yep yeah yep paints hard what? as hell Oh, did you run into a hard one like an like old Audi and BMW paint? Which yep. is what they're using basically. Like like the valve, like the yeah. yeah. So basically, what what they're doing is they're using uh, you know what I think is is probably some of the better technology. Um, what's been tried on it? Anybody? Uh, somebody have Everything. a specific problem or what? Everything. It's hazing. It's it's a bunch of water spots and. I'm just going through products, trying to find the best thing to make it work. And I've been playing on the hood. It, what'd you cut it down with? I started with 3M. Um, well, I started with Meguiar's. Um, no, sorry. I started with the Rupes, um, the, the blue, the yellow, uh, the cut and polish uh, with the blend pad, the Eurofiber blend pad. I tried the blueberry pad. I've just been sitting on this hood trying spots. Okay, and yeah. I end up with an RV Marine Meguiar's. The blue bottle Meguiar's. Which is for gel coat. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have any yeah. like M M100 or M101? No. I think Joe's traveling right now. So, Joe, okay. you might be, I think you're going in and out. Yeah, so th this would be like, uh, this would be the perfect example. You know, everybody kind of busts balls over rotary, but there's going to be some okay. instances yeah. where, where you don't have a choice. And so you they can use, per yeah, I'm I'm you. Still. Um, you know, this is, this is where we get a lot of people that are new in the industry and they get told by different manufacturers, hey, rotary's dead, rotary's dead, rotary's dead. This was sort of the problem with basically a decade full of that, which is, Again, rotary is not necessary for 95% of jobs, right? But this is where it comes in because probably what's going to happen when you're working with a DA is you're going to heat the hell out of that panel trying to get it cut down. Where I can keep the panel very cool with a rotary and a wool, 
cut it down. Yes, I'm going to leave a ton of haze. Yes, I'm going to leave a ton of issues. But basically what I can do is a one and a half step from there. I can basically take uh, that same compound, uh, a lightly, uh, let's just say, I don't remember Rupes's colors very well. So uh, let's say I did a wool pad and a rotary and, and I left a ton of haze, right? I left just a ton of beat up haze. I can go down from there to just like a little quick half step of that same compound and a less aggressive pad on a DA. And then I can go to my finish step. Does that make sense? That's, that would be what I would do on a panel like that. Is that, would it technically be three steps? Yes, but remember that intermediate step is not that long. And then your polishing step's really not that long. So that's, that's what I would do. I've run into some alphas. Yeah, man, I mean, if you get it with that kind of like Audi old paint system on it, it you're gonna have to hammer down on it. And I don't, I don't really mess around once I get to that. If I cut like, an, you know, I used to own an E39 M5, the paint was ridiculously hard. I just tell people the exact same thing. I went right to rotary and then I just kind of quick stepped it out from there. But I hate heating up paint, especially he said he had water spots. The more I heat up paint, the more it's going to hide the water spot because the paint's going to swell. Then it's going to it's going to cool down overnight in your customer's garage or in your shop. You're going to come back and be like, damn, all the water spots are here. Yep. Oh. So, in a heartbeat, it happens. I didn't even know I'm that. Saying, so yep, for yep. saying that. It's the yeah, friction. So, yeah, what people mess up on water spots, in my opinion, is they immediately think they have to get super aggressive to get them out. So if you can go really like Sonax Perfect Finish and a yellow Rupes pad and the stuff's coming out and you can do it quickly, do it quickly and don't sit there and think they're going to come back. You most likely got them. They were more superficial, just below the level of, of, of the clear coat type stuff. If it's really hard to get out, now you got to worry about paint swell on a big level. And anybody that's ever had paint swell happen, all the stuff looks like gold. You're like, wow, this paint looks great. You walk back in the next morning or you get a phone call if you're mobile from a customer and they go, my car still has all the water spots, but you know when you left, they weren't there. Um, so that's a live and learn thing. But you got to cool down the panel, Joe. You got to really learn how to cut with the rotary here. You know, look, the odds you're going to make damage with a paint system that's that's hard that's that hard is pretty rare. So if you're not super comfortable with it, it may be a good time to test it out. So I don't even own a rotary. Got it. Hey, yeah, Nick. I use rotary and wool pad. Cut that stuff real quick. I hey, Nick, say the wool. The have you ever used uh, a hybrid pad? It cuts down on the heat when you're trying to really cut with a DA or a forced rotation. What do you mean, like uh, hybrid pad, like Euro pad, or what? Uh, like wool? half microfiber, half wool. Um, I, oh, I, really, okay. I, I haven't, uh, I haven't fooled around with those, but I'll tell you that this is just the facts that when you do the testing, microfiber is extremely, it's way hotter than wool, which is why you see companies like Rupes now kind of abandoning that microfiber technology because they can never actually get it to cool down well. But no, I haven't tried the 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 blended pads or anything like that. It, it cuts down. I've, I've tested it many times because people, companies quote things. doesn't mean it happens. Yeah. It actually works pretty well. Yeah. The only issue I've ever run into is, is uh, I, I have a test hood and I just ran the crap out of it, letting it heat up and it heated up. And what happens is after it heats up so much, then it starts separating the, the, the glue from the, the, the foam. So the foam yep. started separating. That's one thing I learned, but I mean, I, I also, was beating the hell out of it. So I'm like, <laughs> actually truly see what the hell it would do. And 
sure enough, like, you know, the more it heated up, I pulled up, I feel the warmth and I was like, oh, the glue is kind of starting to separate. So, I mean, that means it yeah. tells you it's really warming up. So, so Joe, you have, you have one option here, Joe. Uh, just want to kind of help you on this. There is a microfiber pad that McGuire's made, and you may be able to find it online. And I don't think they're selling it anymore, but I'm sure you can find it somewhere. That's called uh, Extra Cut. And they, yeah. they basically thinned out the backing plate or the backing uh, of the pad, which allowed it to be a little bit more aggressive on a DA. You may be able to find somebody in your neck of the woods that has those lying around. Tons of people didn't want to touch them because they were scared to death they were going to burn every paint surface. That's not the case. It just allows you to be a little bit more aggressive. That's something you might want to check into. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Nick. Uh, yeah. All right, Dave, uh, what about you? New Year's resolutions for your business? Um, honestly, I'm going to, I'm going to push for the wheelchair van stuff pretty hard this year. And so my new year's resolution is to pick and choose more of the detailing work I want to do with Hershey. We got Hershey, we got Carlisle and, uh, I'm starting to break into that show car level mm. clientele. So, uh, you know, the opportunities here and, and working with the handicap stuff, it's going to prevent me from needing detailing as a survival type service, you know, and the other stuff pays a lot better. That's my, that's my uh, resolution pretty much is to do less detailing, but better, you know, to the stuff that I like more, the show car level. Gravy jobs and stuff. Yeah, they are gravy jobs. They, they, you know, sometimes you got to take a little longer with them and just take your time and, you know, they, they make you feel better at the end of the job. And, uh, you know, that, that pays a lot more too. So that's, that's my goal. Cool, Dave. Uh, I, I love what you're doing on the vans, man. I think it's great. Yeah, so, that, that's, uh, that's a calling. I agreed. Agreed. And you found a nice little niche. So it's a cool little business you got there. Brandon from Shawshank, what about you? You got uh, plans for the New Year's? Yeah, I really want to. Um, I'm trying to get the LLC finalized. Um, I want to get a couple people on the payroll to keep the business going while I work on expanding with the distribution, the chemicals, the products. Um, I really want to hit that hard this year. And just like Nick said, I planned on doing vinyl wrap, but I keep being asked over and over from my clients about um, clear bras and PPF. So I'd like to get into that as well. It, I love it. Well, Josh, Josh, this, this is a random question. And have, have I think we discussed it a couple of times. I, I get asked mostly to do like mirror caps like just the front front part. I know Nick, you don't like them, but the, those front PPF ones that knock the whole hood stuff. I get a lot of customers that ask me, like a lot of those sports cars. Um, uh, not 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 like that Bronco you did, where the guy just did like that half PPF, but like just the front, like part of the grill. Like John, when you're doing them, can you do you buy just like per car, like if an M3 or an M4, just the mirror caps, and then you put them on, 
or do so you have to cut them yourself? No, no, you, 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 you can actually look online and I've seen you a couple different websites to look at. There's a couple different places where you can buy and they already pre-cut for you. And then you stretch it, moving stuff like that for a lot of things. A lot of Teslas are like that as well, um, where you choose kind of what you want. There are a lot of places online that you can do that. Uh, otherwise, I do a lot of, uh, I, I finally got tired of, of paying for cuts or not having the right plotter. So I have a, a roll. So I do bulk cut is what it's called. But the biggest thing is, is if you're doing small things, um, you can order just the kits for those certain things. And there's, there's certain websites that will allow you to do. So like I just got done doing uh, uh, mirrors uh, in the top of uh, the roof in between the windshield and the, uh, the sunroof for a client because his old ones were coming off. And the last guy was going to charge him $2,000 to redo everything. And they're like, we don't need to. We just need to do the mirrors and this pieces. So I'm like, well, I'll just order those two pieces or those three pieces be done. And that it's all about just ordering the pieces that you need if you can find, you know, the right places. But yeah, there's places that you can just do. And there's also, if you start rubbing elbows with the right uh, other PPF people, you mm -hmm. can get them to like cut you off a roll and, and okay. you know, like, hey, I'll, I'll pay for that. Like I have yeah. guys that I'll call and be like, hey, can you cut me off this? And they'll have the pattern. They just cut it real fast and then I'll charge the rate. And then I just charge a customer for that as well. So yes, okay. quick answer. Yes, you can you can do pieces without having to do everything. Okay, because I, I you want you I want a bulk mirror. So many times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you want a bulk mirrors because it's actually way faster. <laughs> I, um, it's a way it's don't get into kit mirrors. Your your customers will get pissed off in two seconds because a lot of them are just really bad. And they're two pieces. Just, yeah, you can bulk just about every mirror out there. You can go online. There's good guys that show exactly what I'm talking about. You don't have to go to a training for this particular question, okay? you you It'll make total sense to you once you see a couple guys do it. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's just way faster. Kits, you know, you understand when you play with PPF a little bit more. When people say the word stretch, it's mm -hmm. kind of hard to picture in your mind until you're actually with the film. But when you, start when you start stretching kits on mirrors, what happens is they distort really easily. And then, then okay. the, the mirror looks funny, especially on a dark colored car. Trust me, you just want to bulk mirrors and, and you'll have no problem with it. PPF is not rocket science, but it's very technical to get it right. Okay. okay. So it's just a matter of trial and error. And if you got some time... You know, you find find a, a training. You know, a couple day training you can go to. Don't spend a ton of money. Just somebody, somebody in your area that does it well will yeah. probably do a deal with you and say, "Hey, man, just come in and 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 yep. we'll allow you to do." It. I, I mean, that's what I would do. Most of them are pretty cool. I, I, got, I got a buddy who um, used to do it, and then like I I don't know if it was just this year, but like I've been asked so many times. Like those, I had a guy like I'm supposed to do a Ram thirty five hundred. And the first question this guy, like, I'm supposed to coat the car for pancreas and we're coating it. And the first question, oh, do you do PPF? You wanted the whole front end PPF. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't do that. And I'm just like, damn, like, I that's, wish I knew how to do it. But, Derek, that's but, the reason. Yeah. Because, like, people like, want it. And, I, and I, I rec I've actually recommended to people, like, hey, like, like this coating's not going to prevent rock chips. Like, because I got these guys, you know, these people, they, they get the cars. And I'm like, oh, it's going to prevent anything. I'm like, no, it's not. Like, I do PPF all the high traffic areas. And, like, oh, yeah. do you do that? And if I said yes, I could, you know, add that to the detail and then coat the car afterwards. So, 
I'm like, damn, bro, I'm like, leave money on the table. So it's like, but I, I it's, it's, but like Nick said, it, it, it's time, it's patience, but it's also like, you got to practice, man. Like, like I have, I'll, I've done more bulk hood or bulk things because I can't stand the patterns. The patterns aren't, aren't yeah. accurate. And like Dang. Nick said, when you stretch it, you're changing that integrity. But you can, okay. you can, yeah, it's just, I don't know. And you can buy smaller rolls for a lot cheaper mm -hmm. as well. So you don't have to buy a big, huge, expensive roll. You can actually buy a small, cheap roll of plastic. Yeah. To, I think well, I did like 24. Yeah, 24 or 30 inch, you know, rolls. Companies will sell them to you. You can look, man. Uh, with PPF, you just want to make sure you have your ducks in a row, you, you know, because mistakes look a lot different with film. <laughs> it's one of those things where like hey we can all cover we can all cover some stuff up with paint correction and, yeah and you got that skill set look man you, you're on a dark car and you start leaving lift lines and you start mm -hmm. I mean, it's it gets it's pretty bad. ugly pretty quick i mean i, I have it. i would say i've done a lot of cars where they they've done ppf first and then i'll, mm. I'll go to coat the car and I'll walk in and start pointing out stuff. I'm like, bro, like, what? What's this? What's this? And the guy's like, oh man, I got all this money. And I'm just like, bro, like they, they literally. There was one where the guy had uh, one of the new Alfa Romeo. Uh, it was the Stelvio Julia. I think it was one of the first ones in New Jersey. I don't. I just happen to know the guy. I did the car. He got it from like a Lamborghini dealership. And both mirrors, there's a giant bubble right on the top, and the guy didn't even notice yeah. it. And I was just like, if I had known how to fix it, I would have done it for you. And he's just like. Yeah, he got it fixed eventually, but I was just like, God, yeah. man, how did he leave that? And there was but certain there. things like that can cost you a lot of money and a whole lot of frustration. Uh, I, yeah, John, when you're doing that Mustang, that uh, yep. the Mach One, that green yep. one, and I was just like, oh my God, like, yeah, that one was cool. But the the, fir the first one I did on that one, it was a pain in the ass, and I was so frustrated. I'm like, oh, so yeah, it's it's, you know, just like I, I did my wife's, I did her her uh, her hood. And then I did her, her front end twice because of that all was, the different stretchings. Oh my god! I was, I was just going to ask if you did like your personal vehicles because that oh, was yeah. my plan to do my white star and then do my truck probably with yeah. pieces of film to kind of learn how to do it three different times. And that's that's why I do a lot more smaller stuff as well because when people want that big stuff, they don't want to pay the right price. They'll have a dealership do it, and then the, I look at the dealership stuff and the dealerships. They don't tuck it. They they literally just cut at the top. They leave seams. So if they take it through a car wash. It sure can get, but when we do it, like Nick, we make sure they're tucked, they're rolled properly so you don't see it. So when a PPF, when it's done correctly, you should not see it. It's transparent for a reason. So I've stepped away from doing some of that stuff, but yeah, the smaller stuff, it's easier to get a roll, practice, and learn how to bulk it. Because once you bulk it, I can knock out a mirror like, poop, poop, be done real quick. John, if you can get in with the high-end dealerships, there was a guy coming to the Audi and the Porsche I go to, and he made like over a hundred grand one year just coming doing clear bras. He doesn't I go know. there anymore, so they're asking me. I don't do it. I know a guy that does that. That's all he does, but I'm like, yeah. that's another piece that I'm like, I can't do this, plus chemicals and all this other stuff, so I'm like, yeah. it's yeah. a lot. It's a lot. You can sub stuff out, too. But I also got tired. The reason why I went back to school and, and recertified on it is because I got tired of getting that same question like you, DJ, of going, oh, can you do this? Well, no, we don't do it anymore. Well, I got tired of leaving the money on the table. So now mm -hmm. when people call us and go, can you do this? I'm like, hell yeah, I can do that. But it's this, this, this. <laughs> okay, cool. So my jobs went from, you know, a $900 ceramic coating job to a $1,800, $2,000 job for yeah. a ceramic coating and PPF. And so PPF, yeah. It just boils down to, 
where you want to be. And I get tired of leaving, you know, and I, I hate seeing shitty work out there. So I'm like, well, why can't I just recertify on this? And I wanted to recertify it. And now with the company that I work with now, they're doing colored PPF as well. So now I'm getting into the colored PPF as well. So it's full color PPF. Is uh, PPF is continuing to evolve and always be a thing. It, it is interesting how it continues every year. Uh, yep. It seems to always be growing too. All right, Brandon from Tim's, what about you? Uh, you have a, a business New Year's resolution? Uh, yeah, I got a like a monetary value that I'd like to hit. And then I would, a uh, you know, big thing, I want to get another truck on the road, another crew on the road, uh, keep growing that way. And I would really, really like my accountant just to call me and say, hey, you need to buy something very expensive. That <laughs> <laughs> was like a good resolution. Yeah, I did just get the uh, Vapor, what is the Vapor VX 5000. I just ordered that. Oh. So that's supposed to come in tomorrow. So I'm hoping that'll be real nice. It's a good end of the year expense. Oh, you don't like your the McClellan steamer from uh, Amazon? Yeah, it's uh, it's all right, but yeah. I love mine. I've had mine. My original one is still working. It's it's a little yeah. funky when you pour the water out, but I'm like, it still works. Is that what's up? What's up? Anyone see the Fortador in person? I'd really like to see that machine. I, dude, I've seen it personally, and it's awesome. And then they also nice come with a nice little sticker price too. <laughs> But it is badass. I have a client uh, or a, a, a guy that I know that he bought it, put his money into just that. I have tried to buy it from him two times because he went out of business because that's what he went for. And he went and bought that. And I'm oh. like, he's, he's still paying on the dang thing. But <laughs> I've I seen it work three times. And I'm like, dude, that is just awesome. Especially in those areas that like I have a, the campus out here with the, the college. Dude, I would love to personally have that, but the cost of it, boy, my race would have to really go up. <laughs> well, maybe that's your New Year's resolution. I don't hey. know. Hey. <laughs> to not live in a cardboard box. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> All right, Wyatt, what's your uh, New Year's resolution? Uh, so this is going to be like my first full year of, uh, you know, going full time because I've been, in business from in 20 since 2017 but it was like weekend warrior out of my garage um slowly building up clientele getting my name out there and i was i've been working at a dealership and when i started i was detailing and then they moved me into sales so i kind of um only did detailing on the weekend and then the dealership i worked for sold um this spring and i just didn't like the new changes so i just put all my eggs in the basket and i just I got full-time went mobile and uh, I was only mobile for about two months. Montana's weather is hard. And uh, you know, like I started in February and then I was mobile March, April, I was mobile. And then I used to have a motorcycle. I sold it, sacrificed it to invest more into the business, but I was riding my motorcycle way out into the countryside. And I seen, cause our area is growing like, so rapidly like so many people and uh so like last year i'm like riding out into the suburbs of billings montana i see this new six-bay shop coming up and it has brent so i pulled in 
I asked the guy and I, that day I had this shop where I'm standing in right now and <laughs> brand new. And so what I did this year, I learned a lot. I took on a lot of work. I underpriced myself. I did like, um, not, not terribly, but I started doing these metal polishing, like these semis and I undercharged big time on these kinds of jobs. And so that's going to be my new year's resolution. Um, you know, a few business, not in the detailing industry, but just business owners, successful mentors that I've had, they are like, you need to charge more, dude, you need to charge more. And so like, that's going to be my resolution is always to know my worth in every job. And if they don't like the price, then they can go on, they can go to the next guy because like, that's just my biggest resolution is just to charge what the job is worth and not to, you know, uh, discount a hundred or $150 off of the job just to make sure I land it. Right on. It's a good resolution. Yeah, man. Nicely done. And I think I can literally, I think I can make like, I did pretty good this year, but I think I can make like close to double just by charging accordingly. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Brandon, what'd you say? That metal polishing is gross. I try to get into it. I don't know if I'm going to do it anymore though. That stuff is, so nice. You don't like the black. I'm standing on a tank right now. Uh, I know. I saw him in the background. I'm like, oh man. My buddy sent me some rims. He's like, oh, he follows you for me. And I'm like, black hands. I got these. The wheels got done, knocked out. Those are good. Well, call, call the buffing queen. Oh, yeah. She's this, she. She's that girl knows what she's doing, man. Like, good lord. This is out of, oh, yeah, the buffing queen. Yeah. So I barely picked up a grinder in probably late July, August. And that's, this is how I've, uh, that's the quality I've got for metal polishing. And that's kind of where I want to go next year. Another thing is I kind of want to just go big rigs. I want to be a chrome shop. I still want to take on uh, the fun jobs like the corrections and coatings and stuff like that. The boats, I really love working on boats in between, but. I really just want to service um, these trucks. I got a vinyl cutter, like uh, it's like, and I can replace their uh, decals on their doors and stuff, their logos and the DOT stickers. Um, so I can pretty much do full service rigs. It's cool. And those tickets are like, that's a lot of work, but like twenty five hundred average. Yeah. God damn. Sounds like you got a great little. Little plan for 2022. So, yeah, wish you all the best as we continue <laughs> yes, to grow sir. together. No doubt, even right, big rig interiors for those yeah. guys that aren't doing interiors. Like, even interior. if you guys started doing big rig interiors, that's like if you're already doing interiors, it's like we know it's brainless. It, yeah, it's kind of nasty, but it's not any worse than that family minivan. And you're going to be at minimum like 495 for an interior. Oh yeah, semi interior money for interior jobs. Yeah, and they love it because they they get on their vacation. The over the road guys they'll be in town for a week. They bring me their truck. Um, they don't care if I take all week or if I can book other work, and uh, they give me their truck for a week to ten days, and and I can just do the interior polish and take my time on it. Still get other work done, so it's nice. Yeah, I've got three semi uh, trucking company contracts, and they. They don't want to every time. I mean, drivers are diamond are not 
nobody's getting drivers right now. The turnover rate's super high. And I, yeah. every time they change drivers, they have me do Detail. a blowout, a vacuum, and a wipe down. And I charge them 300 bucks for a sleeper, and it takes me an hour and a half. Right. I got a contract with the Peterbilt dealership in Billings, which I'm very fortunate in that because, like, they had their best polisher quit and uh, their detail guy. And then they pretty much are like, well, we could just sub out all of our polishing. When we get a trade in, we could just send it to you and you could have it for a week and do what you need to do to it. Then we can get it and it's lot ready, like ready to sell. And uh, they flat rate, they give me $2,000 for inside and outside flat rate every truck. And when they, when they pick up a truck, they drive another truck and drop it off. So I always have a semi sitting outside of my shop, regardless of the work that I have. I always have a truck to work on. And that's with a wax or something on top, right? No coating? No coating. Yeah. I On the cabs, honestly, what I've been doing, just because slick works so good and most of the trucks are <laughs> new, I've been slicking them motherfuckers. That's <laughs> <laughs> better than a wax. I agree. Yeah. Hell yeah. It shines them up and they're going to get sold and they're going to work. So, I mean, if they want some high quality stuff, they have my business cards down there and they recommend me like, Hey, if you guys want to maintain this truck, keep it polished. This is the guy, this is the local guy to go to. And I am the only local guy that's metal polishing because I'm the only one insane enough. I guess <laughs> this stuff is not easy. No, it's not. You get quite nasty though. So Best continued success in 2022 to you, Wyatt, no doubt. Uh, Thank you. John, what about you, man? What's your uh, business 2022 plan? My, my biggest my, my biggest thing, and personally and professionally, is is trying to keep my uh, ADHD uh, in check and under control. So, so my, my biggest goal this year is to really hone in and keep my time management tight and focused. Cause there's times where I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm like, no. And I think that's where I've, I've, I've learned that if, if I skip the rock, I'm the bouncy rock, but then I see a squirrel and, the, and next to you know what the rocks falls. So uh, my biggest thing is, is, is time. It, it's, we don't get back time. So it really is focusing on time management because in 90% of where I think that I fail is because of time. I, I'm not a core, I'm not accounting for it correctly, or I'm giving too much of it. Um, and I'm just, I'm not, I'm not dialed in nearly enough. And as I'm trying to demand more from uh, my guys and stuff like that, it becomes boils down to time. You know, I, I, I want to really focus on my time because I think that time when time becomes money, it becomes the, you're seeing those pennies go out the door. And I don't like those pennies go out the door to somebody else. So if we can lock in our time, dial it in, pretty focused then when i actually go home i can actually say okay my mind is done and instead of racing so much going oh, i didn't do this do this i can actually say at the end of the day that i used every bit of time that i had available to me so i think it's time because time really transfers to energy transfers to money it transfers to everything else if it's done correctly i'm, I'm not focusing on any of the negative stuff i'm just moving on and taking my time and knowing that my worth is is based on time and so i'm gonna give the best time that i possibly can every minute i wake up that's cool man i like it i agree uh, joe clean ah 
My goal 2022 is to make $22,000 a month, meaning I just want to make $1,000 a day and I work 22 days a month. And that's my goal. Uh, I want to get away from pain correction. I hate it. I, I can't stand how long it takes. That's why I don't do boats or RVs or anything like that. I just do cars. Uh, I'm awesome at detailing interior, exterior of cars, but I have doubted into where I can do two coatings a day and make $1,000, which is like a buy one, get one um, type coating deal. And people always end up getting the wheels coated. They end up getting the win windows and everything else coated before you know it. Uh, like the car that I was just doing, Alfa Mera, it came in for a $600 job. And now it's up to $12.99, but it's with that paint correction. I could have done four cars um, at $600 right. each and could have, you know, supersede my $1,000 a day. So if I do paint correction, um, I'm looking for someone that can actually do just paint correction. I'll do the coating and everything. So my goal is to find someone uh, that I can pay three, $400 for, let them do the paint correction. And then I do the coating and make at least $1,000 a day. Um, and then it's going to move on to my big project that I can't reveal right now um, by the end of just say October of next year. So that is my goal. Um, of Good for you. Good for you. Uh, yeah. And you're Joe, aren't you in Tampa? Yeah. Yes, I am in, in Tampa. Tampa. Hey, let's connect you with Bruno. Yeah. Bruno needs yeah. a place. Yeah, and you might begin to like um, more after you do it a little bit more and learn like pads and compounds and everything that you like a little bit more. I would just keep yeah. a little bit more open mindset uh, yet. Wyatt, Wyatt, no, no, yeah. I, I agree with Joe. Yeah. I, I actually, I, my, I'm, I'm the same. That's, that's why I preach so it. heavy on the one steps. Yeah, like, yeah I do like one steps, but I, I guess I just not, I don't hate picking up a polisher. But for I 12 hours, I'm that guy that likes to chase. I like to chase everything that I see. I can't help oh. it. And then I start charging the customer for it. And it still don't equate for me. Like right now, if I go do a detail right now, I charge them 160 to do a detail, a car wash, vacuum wash, put a, uh, you know, put a, uh, a slick on the outside or whatever on the outside. Just real quick, right? As a drying aid, 160, I could do that in an hour, hour and 15 minutes the most, depending on how bad the vehicle is. I can do about five or six of those a day with no problem, 10 max. But if I'm doing paint correction like this one, it's going to be there for three or four days just because of how hard it is. And I, I can't charge him enough. That's like $3,000 that I could have made versus the $12.99 on this one car. And he wants the world for $12.99. That is true. That's why I don't want to do polishing. I, I would rather just clean cars and keep people on maintenance washes and do them at $100 a month and do 10 of those and just be done. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm at. But if, like you said, Bruno, maybe I need to get in contact with him because he's supposed to come to my shop anyways. Uh, we just spoke about two days ago. I'll, I'll put a bug in his ear and see if he wants to do that because I get a lot of pain correction. I just hate him. I, I, I don't care to do them. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to be known as the correction guy. I, I don't care for that. And then that's sort of what he loves to do. So that might be a nice little, uh, nice little combo there inside of the community. So let us know how that goes. Oh, we good. hope that Bruno okay. finds a place. I know he's been going around uh, helping other people, finding places to get some stuff. And so, yeah, that would be a good place for him. Uh, hopefully so, oh. Joe. Yeah. Good stuff. I appreciate that bug in my ear. So I'll talk to him.
Yeah, welcome. Uh, Dustin, yeah. quick quick split. What's up with you, man? Uh, 2022, what's it looking like? What's your resolutions? Oh, man. Uh, first things first, we close on our new facility January 10th at 2 p.m. So, uh, thank you. So, crossing that one off the list, I'm blessed, man. Good job, uh, man. Second thing, uh, PPF. Third thing, um, third thing, want to push a shit ton of hyperclean products this year. Um, and the new facility is going to be a car care supply house. People can come there and get all the stuff they ever could think of uh, to clean their own vehicle. And we'll be the, you know, the top notch shop in the area. Uh, want to help other detailers out and get them pointed in the right direction. And uh, number four, I'm going to be blunt about it. Might not be a big number to some, uh, but 200K profit, and uh, that's the goal for next year. So set, Good job. Setting, them, setting them high for what I, you know, for, for my needs anyways. Yeah. <laughs> some of you guys Good might stuff. laugh at that. That works, yeah. Good job, man. You Thank said you. profit, bro. If you said a dollar profit, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> My world having zero to the comma means you're doing good. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Darren, you are what a about professional. You? So I uh is your resolution not to be the drunk guy at the end of the bar? Not to be the drunk guy at the end of the well, no, with mobile tickets coming up, I will be there. So I'm gonna try to I can't get too drunk on Friday, but uh Maybe third Wednesday and Thursday, so we'll see. But uh, no, I definitely want to get into uh, PPF a little bit because, uh, like I was telling uh, Nick, I get asked so many times. And I'm like, damn, I gotta like learn it. Honestly, like this might sound silly, but I, I when I used to work for more um, customer facing for Best Buy, I used to put on a lot of screen protectors. And I'm like, I'm like, it's gotta be the same thing. You know, put your liquid on, <laughs> put it on. It, it's gotta be similar. So I'm gonna try it out. I'm gonna try my truck, my other, my uh, vice car. I know a guy who does it, so I'm gonna go reach out with him. We're gonna talk. Um, but uh, I was already talking to John a little bit about it, but I definitely, I, I don't know, Marty. I'll talk to you more about it at Mobile Tech, but I think at some point maybe we'll talk about um, doing the hyperclean uh, distributing because my biggest thing was I couldn't get behind, so I did the transparency, make your own brand thing, and I don't know, man. The products weren't that good, so I couldn't. I, I, I didn't feel that confident selling the products to people because I wasn't really like into them. It's like the soap was okay. The cleaner was okay. And it's like a lot of the other stuff was like, you know, if I believe in the product, I may have made a more enthusiastic about selling it. Um, I'll talk to you more about it, but it's definitely the PPF. And then I want to focus more on um, at least for my Instagram and like just helping people with more how to videos. Um, I get a lot. Of, I get a lot of messages. I don't know if I'm, I think one of the guys. I think he's done it a couple of times. I've mentored some of the people. They've been asking questions. I want to get more into that. Um, just makes you feel good you know, to help them help the people get started with this stuff. It's cool, man. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about a mobile tech. And anybody else going to mobile tech? Let's link up. It'll be a, a good time. Uh, I'll actually be, as I've said a couple of times, I'll be speaking about distribution at mobile tech. Um, and that's. I, I, my, my answer is twofold. One's kind of humorous. Uh, I think maybe hyperclean should move into PPF, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, you kind of are. Hey. PPF, yeah, uh, PPF, that was just funny since everybody's talking about PPF. I, I exactly. sent a message. I was like, Hey, it looks like we're into PPF. Um, no, I, I, distribution, no doubt is, um, as many of you have taken that step and have seen the opportunity, uh, 
you know, it was, it was a step that I took back in 2010. We, we find ourselves 11 years moving into 12 years later, being in a unique position to help people who also detail and decide that they want to take that step into the opportunity of, of selling products also. And for us, it's not just, as those of you know, it's not just here, have a bottle on your shelf and hope to sell it to a customer as they come in your door. It's, it's, it's building a business. It's, it's going out and growing. And as you guys have seen success, it's, it's so much fun. Like it, I love hearing as we all talk, how you guys tell me the stories of who you talk to, what they're loving. Uh, it, it's incredible. I think one of the fun ones was Wyatt today where, where he talked about multiple people from around his area have seen HyperClean on social and, and they're seeing the brand grow. And, and it's a lot of fun to hear those kind of feedbacks is so I, it, it, the opportunity for all of us in distribution is, is something that we should all continue to step forward and take a look at. So no doubt for me, uh, because it, it's also a personal thing, right? You know, it's, it's personal to, to be able to help people uh, grow into what I was growing. Um, so I look forward to that challenge as well as to all the relationships and continued relationships that we have here inside of community as we look at distribution and what all goes into 2022. So wishing you guys the, the best rest of the year. What, two more days? And then, uh, and then boom, uh, it's time. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I left out Damn. that part of my New Year's resolution, Marty, is like, I honestly hope for a little bit of a slowdown on my detailing side um, because I don't, I, I don't really want to have someone on my payroll. I did earlier this year, and it was honestly more of a headache to get them to show up on time. It was just way more of a headache. And, you know, in Billings, Montana, it's not like we have a plethora of detailer guys that we just, you know, just pluck one and, and hire a guy that knows everything. We pretty much got to start from ground zero. So for me, I was like, that's why I have made such a close network with these other local guys because I don't want to do these basic details and that's why it's so perfect to send those customers to that guy that's doing assembly line detailing because he's doing assembly line detailing he's buying my hyper clean products he's also sending me people to do a correction and coding because he doesn't have the time and uh like with ppf I have been so scared about getting into ppf and then there's a big ppf shop in town like he's been doing it for years like um you know, he owns Tent Factory, does window tinting, PPF. That's kind of his deal. He used to do corrections and coatings too. And then me and Vernon Ball, the owner of that shop, have kind of talked because he has like, he does wraps for um, trailers and stuff like that. They have to be prepped. So he always sends them to me. I prep them, send them down to him. Cars that need interior detailing before they get um, tinted, sends them to me. And I'm just not going to do the PPF and just kind of like, just kind of trade off if that makes sense like he sends me work and then and then he gets the ppf work even if it is easier hell yeah it's that trade man it works it's yeah yeah no doubt guys thanks so much uh lucas thanks so much for hopping on man it's great to yeah. meet you appreciate you, your time and coming in oh, yeah yeah Dave, always great to see you brother uh love to hear your continued uh, growth is what you're looking for in those vans man i really do think it's a fun thing and, and and appreciate you always hopping in brandon from shawshank man always always great to check in and how you guys are growing up there in the in the jersey 
up there in the Northeast. Uh, so love to hear that you're back to the living and uh, oh, yeah. not uh, down from the count and back out, uh, out and about enjoying life. The kids are okay. Yeah, we, we lucked out. They, they got sick, but not really sick. We got really lucky. Good, Good job. Man. I've got a, uh, a cousin. Well, actually now two cousins, one, one's a pilot. He got uh, Corona. And then uh, uh, another one just vacationing in, in Spain and she got it in Spain and like, oh, geez, I can't imagine being overseas and catching it and what all you got to go through to get back. Like, that's got to be terrible. Uh, Brandon from Tams, man, great, uh, great, great to see you. Thanks for hopping in. Uh, I, uh, I'm excited to see what uh, what you do out there and in, in the Carolinas. I think it's going to be a great year for you. No doubt. Uh, hopefully we'll get to see some of that smoked meat that then you put on a, a grill. That's that's definitely mm -hmm. what I want to see. Yeah, man. I'll show you some more of those pizzas tomorrow night. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt, great info, man. Love uh, love all the conversation. John, likewise, same to you. Uh, yeah. Love what what you guys always put in. Joe's back home. He's eating, so we'll let you get back to eating. Joe is. <laughs> thanks for letting us see the Alfa Romero earlier and what all you were going through, man. That that was cool. That was cool. So thank you. All right, uh, Dustin, Derek, guys, great night. Oh, yeah. Derek, good question. Dustin, no always problem. great stuff. You guys have a happy, uh, happy new year. And uh, happy new we'll year, see guys. You, see you next year, huh? See you next year. Catch you guys on the flip side. Be safe out there. I'll see you next year. I'll have my new balance. I'll have my new balance. Bye, guys. There you guys. See ya. See ya.